Today on Abbreviated Bios, we're going to cover the life of the controversial scientist Henry M. Morris. He revived the idea of creation science and the belief in a young Earth. Evolutionary scientists, on the other hand, disagree with his evidence completely. Hi, I'm Stephen Yoder. Henry M. Morris Jr. was born in Dallas on October 6, 1918 to Henry Sr. and Ida. He grew up in Texas and attended Rice University. He graduated with a degree in civil engineering in 1939. After graduating, he began to work as a hydraulic engineer with the International Boundary and Water Commission. After graduating from Rice, Morris was converted to Christianity. He believed the Bible to be the infallible Word of God. While at Rice, he met Mary Louise Beach. They were married in 1940 and would have six children together. They were married for 66 years. In 1942, Morris returned to Rice to teach civil engineering. While there, he began looking at the evidence for evolution and found it wanting. He began reading Henry Rivers, Harry Rimmer's book, The Theory of Evolution and the Facts of Science, and became convinced that evolution was false. He also read the works of George McCready Price, a creationist scientist of the early 1900s. Henry earned a master's in hydraulics in 1948 and a PhD in hydraulic engineering in 1950 from the University of Minnesota. He became a professor and chair of engineering at the University of Louisiana at Lafayette from 1951 to 1956. From 1956 to 1959, he was professor of applied science at Southern Illinois University. From 1959 to 1970, he was professor of civil engineering at Virginia Polytechnic and State University. While there, he co-authored Applied Hydraulics in Engineering, a textbook that was used at many universities. In 1961, Morris and John Whitcomb used data from hydrology, geology, and archaeology to write the groundbreaking book, The Genesis Flood. The authors supported the idea that the Bible was correct in stating a worldwide flood covering the earth in the days of Noah. Stephen Jay Gould called it the founding document for the creationist movement. Morris concentrated in his books on the first 11 chapters of Genesis. He believed it to be a true history. He stated, if the first Adam is not real, then neither is the second Adam real and there is no need of a savior. He discounted the theory of uniformitarianism and supported instead the idea of biblical catastrophism. Henry concluded that the second law of thermodynamics, which says that all systems are decaying, makes evolution impossible. One of Morris's main contentions is that the flood is the reason for the huge amount of fossils around the world. That it takes a sudden event to make a fossil, not slow, gradual burial. Other scientists state that he didn't understand the fossil record. Morris also used descriptions of giant animals in Job that seemed to perfectly describe dinosaurs to assert that humans and dinosaurs lived at the same time. As Morris's views became more known to the country, the less welcome he felt at the university, although everyone considered him a good administrator. In 1970, he left Virginia Polytechnic and co-founded Creation Research Institute, which would later become the Institute for Creation Research. He was president of it from 1970 to 1995. 
They began to draw scientists and science teachers with similar beliefs. The same year, he co-founded the Christian Heritage College to train students from a biblical worldview. By 1981, the Institute for Creation Research was granted permission by the state of California to bestow master's degrees in science education. Dr. Morris participated in over 100 debates with evolutionists over the years. During his life, he wrote some 28 books, which included creation science books, devotions, and even a study Bible. He wrote The Long War Against God in 1989, which traced the history of evolution idea back to antiquity and connected it to the catastrophes of the late 19th and 20th centuries, such as eugenics, militarism, communism, and Nazism. And Nazism. In 1982, he refused to sign the Chicago Statement on Biblical Hermeneutics because he thought it leaned too much toward old earth beliefs. Morris retired from the Institute in 1996. He was succeeded by his son, John D. Morris, and later Henry III, but now it's headed up by uh, Randy Gugliesa, a PhD scientist. He died on February 25, 2006, from the effects of a stroke in Santee, California. Henry Morris once said, The faith of the evolutionists is a splendid faith indeed, a faith not dependent on anything so mundane as evidence or logic, but rather a faith strong in its childlike trust, relying wholly on omniscient chance and omnipotent matter to produce the complex systems and mighty energies of the universe. The evolutionist faith is not dependent on evidence, but is pure faith, absolute credulity. Although his ideas were roundly rejected by mainstream scientists, Henry Morris had a big impact on the scientific debate in the U.S. Pulitzer Prize author Edward Larson stated, He had an enormous influence. He literally set the terms of the debate for the second half of the 20th century. The Institute for Creation Research has attracted Ph.D. scientists from around the world to continue to gain evidence. Morris inspired Ken Ham to start Answers in Genesis and construct a life-size ark in Kentucky to demonstrate the Bible view of the flood. His efforts also made it easier for the intelligent design movement, which supports an older earth, to take hold. And more people doubt the theory of evolution than in the last hundred years. Thank you for listening to Abbreviated Bios. If you like these kind of programs, please subscribe and maybe even give us a good rating. Thank you again.